Well, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, it's that time of year again. That time when families start planning holiday get-togethers. That time when you get to see people you haven't seen for a while. That time when you have to see that strange relative again. You know who it is. Every family has at least one. And if you don't know who it is, it's probably you. As we think about these family get-togethers, it dawned on me that the holidays we have this time of year are a lot like family members. You have Christmas, who is like the oldest child, the one who's the most popular, but who also has the biggest expectations put upon it. You have Halloween, which is like the youngest child, the one who gets to be cute and wear costumes and eat candy, but who will never reach the level of Christmas. And then there's the middle child, Thanksgiving, who's like, um, what about me? Hello, I'm coming up in a few days. Do you remember me? Or did you start decorating for Christmas already? (laughs) But, of course, if Thanksgiving is the forgotten middle child, then today, Christ the King Sunday is that strange cousin nobody wants to play with. Right? We know we're supposed to say it's important and has a place in the calendar. We know we're supposed to say he's a valued member of the family, but come on. People pay more attention to Thanksgiving than they do to Christ the King. And that's probably because we here in the United States just don't have a king. I mean, the closest we come is when we see the British monarchy. And yes, a lot of people paid attention when Queen Elizabeth died, but... We saw her more as a celebrity than an authority figure. And maybe that's the real reason why we don't pay much attention to Christ the King. Because we don't want somebody telling us what to do. We want to be our own king and our own queen. Each of us wants to play by our own rules. And even better, we want other people to play by our rules too. Like, how often have you heard or said the line, so long as you live under my roof, then you will live by my rules. Your home is your castle, right? For many people, there is even the recliner that acts as the throne. (laughs) The parents are the king and queen, and the children are the subjects who are supposed to do as they're told, right? Or maybe it's at work. Maybe you have a position of authority and just expect others at work to do as you say. Some people may even see the life of the church like this. They want to be the ones in charge who call all the shots. So the problem is not that we don't like Christ the King. The problem is that we want to be King. Sure, we'll go over and we'll play with Christ the King Sunday. But only if he'll play our games by our rules when we want to. How's that for irony? 
So then why do we even bother paying attention to this day? Is it just because he's here and we have to be polite to him? Is it because it's our yearly obligation to hang out with this weird relative? I mean, this gospel reading is all about Jesus dying on the cross. This sounds like something more suited for Lent than the end of November. So why does this matter for us now? Especially when our minds are on things like Christmas and maybe Thanksgiving this week. Why should we even care that Christ is king? Because having Christ as king dramatically redefines what being a king means. And it completely reorients our view of life. Listen again to this text. Even though this is just a brief little snippet from the larger passion narrative, there's still a refrain running through this passage. Listen. And the people stood by watching. But the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself if he's the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. There it is. Three times people say that Jesus should save himself. Because kings should look out for themselves. If he really is as powerful and important as he claims, then he shouldn't be letting this happen to him. And it makes sense if you think about it. Right? When we're trying to be the little kings and queens in our own lives, we want to make sure we're taken care of. We want things to go our way. We want to look out for number one, as they say. So long as I've got what I need... So long as my little clan is doing okay, then I don't care if the rest of the world falls apart. Let's be honest. Sometimes we think that way. Consider how some people might think, well, so long as I have food in my fridge, then I don't care if other people are starving. So long as I don't experience any natural disasters where I live, then I don't really care if others go through them. Or, so long as my congregation makes it through another year, then who cares about helping others? This is the mindset of scarcity again, my friends. Scarcity thinks only about itself. This isn't the courage that we heard about last week with the feeding of the 5,000. This isn't trusting Jesus with everything you have. This is thinking... So long as my little kingdom survives, so long as I am okay, then I don't care about anybody else. Sadly, this is what we often think it means to be in charge. That us and our little clan are protected and safe. This is why Jesus, 
the king of the Jews dying on the cross was such a bizarre sight for a lot of people. If he's really the king, then why isn't he looking out for himself? This is why a lot of people mocked him. This is why they treated him like a joke. Even the sign hanging above him showed the punchline in big, bold letters. The king of the Jews. How ridiculous. Now, before we criticize them for mocking Jesus, we need to realize that we do the same thing. In our society, we like to think that life is all about me. And therefore, because I am in charge of my life, then that means Jesus is not in charge of my life. I get to make my own choices. I get to decide what I do and where I go and what family members I hang out with at get-togethers. And because we think that way, we often ignore Christ. We don't want to play by his rules because, well, then that means we're not in charge. Think of it this way. If life is all about you, if you are the master of your domain, if you want others to do as you say, then how's it going for you? Are you really in control of your life? Can you keep yourself from feeling pain and suffering? Does everybody always do as you say? Of course not. Oh, sure, we like to think we're in control, but it only takes one event to make us realize how out of control we really are. Maybe you made a bad decision. Or maybe somebody else made a bad decision and you're feeling the effects of it. Whatever the case, we all know how it feels when life goes spinning out of control. It might even feel like you're dying. So picture yourself hanging on the cross as one of those two criminals. Right? Their lives had spiraled out of control. They were clearly not in charge of things. So that's why the one guy joined the crowds and yelled over at Jesus, How can you be king when you're suffering just like I am? Show your power and save yourself. And then pull me out of this situation while you're at it. Sometimes that's our prayer, too. Sometimes we want Jesus to just snap his fingers and make all our pain and suffering go away. But when we pray that, though, what we're really doing is trying to be in charge of Jesus. We want him to do our will and listen to our command. But the other criminal basically said, shut up. We're getting what we deserve. We made some bad choices, and now look where they got us. But this man hasn't done anything wrong. He doesn't deserve this. Instead, he chose this. He chose to be here with us. 
He chose to suffer with us. He chose to bring his kingdom into our pain. And then he looks over at Jesus and says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Or perhaps, Jesus, I know that you are stronger than all this suffering. So remember me when you overcome it all. I know I'm not in control, but I know that you can still see me through this. Jesus replies, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Christ is king not because he looks out for himself. No, Christ is king because he looks out for you. That's what it means for Christ to be king. So yes, at first we might not want to play with Christ the King because he wants us to play things by his rules. But as it turns out, his rules are much better than ours anyway. When he's in charge, the lowly are lifted up, the forgotten are remembered, and even you are welcomed into paradise. When he is in charge, then we realize that we don't have to be in charge. And that takes a big weight off our shoulders. When he is in charge, then suffering and scarcity and the devil do not have the last word. Instead, resurrection and grace and hope have the last word. So yes, right now the rest of the world might be thinking about Christmas and paying a little bit of attention to Thanksgiving this week. But when all of the leftovers have been tossed out and all the football games are done, when all the presents have been opened and the ugly sweaters are put away again, when you leave those family gatherings and check them off your list for another year, even then, Christ is still No matter what troubles you face, no matter what pain you are in, no matter what choices you're dealing with, Christ is still king. He will always give you new life. And he will always do a better job being in charge than we ever will. That's worth celebrating. This day and always. So it turns out that Christ the King is not so weird after all. In the name of this one who is always our King, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.